Hello everyone, before we get started, don't forget to subscribe, click on that notification bell, share, like, dislike, comment, let us know what you're thinking. You could also follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Don't be afraid to leave a review. And if you want to leave a donation to the Angel of Words podcast, you could do so at Cash App, A-O-W-E-N-T. Now, today, on the Angel of Words podcast, we have the founder of Jenna Made This, artist Jenna Robinson, on deck on the Angel of Words podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Angel of Words podcast. I am your host, Angel of Words, and today we have the artist with the brand Jenna Made This, Miss Jenna Robinson. Hello, Miss Robinson, and welcome to the Angel of Words podcast. It's a pleasure to have you. Hello, Angel, and everyone else. Hello, hello. Now, Jenna, man, you know, when we first met, we were kids working at a restaurant, and now all of a sudden you're like this premier artist. Could you uh, tell us what inspired you on that journey into the art world? Well, crushing pizzas inspires me to do everything. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I've always, (laughs) yeah, amen. I've always been into art, but to be honest, I struggled with it for so long. I struggled with my confidence. I'm also like super OCD. So I wouldn't try as many things because, you know, you art, art is expensive. Like the equipment, everything, the materials is super expensive. So I'd be kind of scared and like hold back for years to try things. Once we hit the pandemic, I was like, I got nothing but time and nothing but materials. <laughs> so yeah. let's get this party started again. And I started drawing. And then that's, um, I mentioned to you a little earlier, I wanted to do more patterns. I love pattern work. I love color. Um, and I was hand drawing patterns and that was taking me eons. And that's ridiculous. So I finally Could you explain down- to the audience that, that, that doesn't know what that means, what it means to be drawing patterns? Um, I... Like if you were to buy a fabric pattern, let's say you have a shirt with animals all over it. It's like I wanted to draw um, an image with multiple designs just laid out on one page. Um, and that takes a long time, obviously, if you're doing that by hand. So I, you know, I started tech- with the technology. I, was, I finally broke down. I was like, let me try an iPad. Let me try this program. Because then if I do that, I can draw one image really, really well and just keep multiplying it and create that pattern. So that's why I started that. And then I realized that when I started using the iPad, I was trying so much more because I wasn't worried about wasting paper. Maybe it's like my Jewish grandpa in me. I don't know (laughs) what happened there, why I was so concerned because I have plenty of paper, plenty of paint, whatever it is. I loosened up finally. And yeah, I've just kept trying. And also you can undo so you're not afraid. It's like, yeah, I can try this wild thing and mess up and just undo it. And it's not a big deal. Whereas, you know, it's a little harder when it's on paper to do that. Or if you're painting, they say there's never a mistake, whatever. Any artist will tell you that's <laughs> annoying because we're very critical. And yes, yeah. there's never a mistake, but it does take time to cover up or redo or make better or make it not a mistake. 
<laughs> now, were you using a, a particular app on uh, on the iPad to do this? Yes, I started with, oh my goodness, what is it called? I can't, it was just Adobe Draw that I started with, but then I just started using Fresco, which I really love. It has paint options and different blending options. It has a color matching tool, which really helps just um, with everything. Just like even somebody's eye color is super specific. You know, someone will say hazel and really it's like gray and blue, you know, it's like, you can call it what you want, but I can actually match it, you know. So you really get that kind of detail from this. Wow. Absolutely. That's great. And how's that Apple Pencil situation? Does It it, it works perfectly? I was it's scared like of that, too. I was yeah. scared of that. It To me, I kept thinking, like, the difference between, I kept assuming that the difference would be, like, a piano versus a keyboard, which yeah. I always hated. Like, a piano is real. You feel the weight of the keys. A keyboard has got this plastic clicking thing to it that's like yeah and it sticks almost a little bit um and i just thought it would be like that but it's it's not the pencil i mean it's not hand drawing (laughs) at all there is a definite difference but it glides it definitely there's no lag or anything it works perfectly wow now i noticed that uh, 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 some of the art that you have is inspired by the, the 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 mania that has ensued these last couple years during the election season. Could you explain that? Could you elaborate on you know how, how you're able to encapsulate that in your artwork? I think I got a. You're a cancer. I'm a cancer. We got a lot of emotions wrapped up in this package. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I feel things. I mean, I know we're all feeling it right now. But yeah, I mean, if I was to tell you what what makes me love drawing to begin with it, I can lead into that. Um, I'm very nostalgic. I'm like sensitive about people losing their cultures, losing their food. I have a bad memory. <laughs> like, yeah. I take a lot of photographs. I try to learn languages. I'm like mad that I can't speak Yiddish. I'm mad when I have my Spanish friends that can't speak Spanish, you know, or yeah. if you like lose recipes and, I just want to, I'm a saver. I want, I don't want us to lose culture. So, and it's the same thing with people. Like I have quotes from you. I have quotes from Janie. This is Janie is somebody that we worked with at Arturo's. She might be one of my next portraits. Um, I just find that everybody has something special that I don't want to forget. And I'm so worried about forgetting that I love to just, capture them even if it's just one funny quote i have a quote from somebody a bus boy that i worked with in miami beach at a diner uh it was a graveyard shift he was this amazing argentinian boy that just like kind of escaped because he was gay and he's like my family doesn't like it my my town doesn't like it i just wanted to be somewhere where i could be myself and i have him and a quote from him in a journal and that was from when i was 19 and i'm 36 now so like at 36, if I didn't have that journal, I would have never remembered that. You know, it just jogs things. So I like to save that. And But also, I got to get my emotions out. And yeah, this year, there's so much. There's, I think it probably started in 2016 when, like, I don't know, we grew up in New York. And, like, yeah. I guess I always assumed that in New York it was different because I had different experiences. I was exposed to everybody, you know, and we loved that. We loved everybody's food. We loved learning about each other. Like it wasn't even a thing. And 
And then when I realized in 2016 it was a thing, I think it, I it broke my heart. And I it's a big thing, Jen. It's not a small thing. It's a you know, it's a there's a humongous divide. It's which not is unfortunate. a small or a big. It's everything. It's yeah. everything to me because I mean I. I discuss it with everybody who will listen to me um <laughs> maybe too much um yeah but i was saying i think it was my mother actually who said do you think it's about racism and i said it's like racism or like elitism they're all under the umbrella of humanity and empathy yeah. so like for me it's about empathy and it's like you either have it or you don't because no matter what I have or don't have, I'm always going to, I remember, God, in Miami when I was 19 again, I'm going back there again. I had nothing. I like, I remember I was like looking for an extra couple of coins on the ground to get to a job interview on the bus. And like, wow. even then I'm like, I see a homeless person. Like as soon as I got a paycheck, I'm bringing them in just like I would in New York. I'll bring them in a bodega. Like, hey, do you want breakfast? Do you want lunch? Get a snack for later. Like, I'm not just going to give you money. I want to feed you and also get you a snack. The snacks are important. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like I, that's my number one. And I don't think that it's a number one for everyone else. And they don't realize that that encompasses racism or elitism. Because, like, if you care more about protecting your own or having the picket fence or whatever it is, or even if we were to talk about the abortion issue, like one, if you don't, if you're against the abortion, don't have one. <laughs> <There's that. laughs> you could, you could go that way, but to believe in something so strongly that that's your number one and you're okay with everyone else going down and suffering for the sake of that, I'm just never, never going to be okay with it. No matter what the circumstances are. I'm way too sensitive for that. I care about people, and that's the end of it. <laughs> so when so I your art out, encompasses such, like social activism, you would say. Like you want some part of that. Or like you bring that, you know, you're nostalgic, so you like to remember things. And then also when you go through these things that make you feel pain, you put that into your artwork as well. Maybe it's another way also of, because I'm talking too much, I feel like people might not be listening sometimes, like, I went through a period, I don't know if you remember, I did like a self-portrait and it looked like I was crying. Yes, I remember that, yes. That Wait one was real. Like I spent the quarantine because I just felt like I know people who are black, who are Spanish, who are Asian, who are hurting right now. And like, I just, I couldn't pass things on Facebook that were wrong and not battle that. That's one. That's who I am. I think we know this about yeah. each other. It's like I grew up in Queens. So, Jenna, what do you important. say to the people like Candace Owens that say, "Stop feeling sorry for yourself and go out there and make things happen"? All of this is in your mind. You, 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 you're just too soft to handle life. Don't get me started on Candace Owens. <laughs> I, this is no. your forum to say whatever you want. <laughs> I'm just I saying, you know, this nice. ain't the worst podcast, baby. I, I got to be the devil's advocate. I got to bring it from both sides, you know, because there's two, you know, there's two sides to the coin. That's my battle, Candace. People like Candace Owens. I'm in the South now. I'm in Tennessee, so like, I was battling people like Candace Owens, or you know, family of people that I knew that were saying things just like Candace Owens. And that portrait, and for the people who haven't seen it, 
it's me and I'm just I have like I put makeup on for the couch because I was like I'm gonna be awesome and do that but I cried it off I had mascara running down my face and that was just because I was dealing with people like Candace Owens and there isn't much that you can say I just knew that me being angry and yelling at people definitely wasn't accomplishing anything so I think that my next step was to draw like and then I started to draw I think the first like Vivian Felder was somebody I went to school with like I knew her since I, I was in fifth grade and she happens to be a, a badass black woman and I'm like I'm just gonna start like shifting over to these people that maybe aren't being seen you know and like tell a little bit about them and show them to people and maybe others will see that and feel something as opposed to me ramming down their throat that they're not right I guess it's like a softer ramming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A little Vaseline on this ram, you know, <laughs> little WD-40, you know, <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Gotta grease it up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. People <laughs> like her though. I think it's the same thing happened with a girl that I worked with down here. And it, it tends to frequently be people who are religious, which I have my own issues with, I think. Um, but she said that, or her uncle said that racism doesn't exist. And it's like, now I'm going to go at you. <laughs> One, yeah. but you can't get very far with those people. And you definitely can't get there without speaking um, kindly. And even then, I feel like sometimes they're stuck. But honestly, I'm hurt less by them. I'm hurt more by the people I grew up with that were raised around the same things as, as I was. That's Which has happened a lot during the pandemic. You know, I had a podcast where I spoke about that. You know, it's like you re you really got to see people's colors these last four years. And it's people that grew up in the same, like, building. And you're like, yo, what's going on? <laughs> like, yo. There are because, people yeah. who, like, their children are half Latin. And I'm like, are you kidding? Like, you can get behind this. Like, I hate saying get behind Trump because people like that like to make it like this is politics. So, like, why are you pinning that against me but trump does not represent politics trump yeah. represents a deep-seated issue in our country that was basically like emboldened and like it, i feel like these people used to be in their basement or people used to not say the things that they were thinking and he's made it okay and it's that's what we're battling and i don't care if you got high like a higher tax return <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Like, give me no tax return and treat everyone else, like, with kindness. And and let them have opportunities. And you can't say the Candace Owens thing. You cannot say that, just go out there and get it. Sure, that's that may be a possibility, a slim possibility. But I think, who was I talking to? Maybe Nate. Nate's my boyfriend. Um Think about what you have to get through. So if you live in a in a poorer community, one, let's say you're a black mother. You're in a, a rough community. You don't have access to great food. They have to walk to school. So when they walk to school, they have to dodge drive-bys. They have to dodge drug dealers and not get on drugs. They have to dodge drug dealers and not work for the drug dealers just to get to school. I walked to school. <laughs> I didn't have to deal with any of that. 
Like, yeah, that's it. That's black and white. Like, you either live in what feels like a war zone of challenges, or you don't. And that does create a difference. Can you go get what you want from that? Yes, but you cannot deny that there are 85 challenges in that person's way. And that's just, I'm talking about elementary school. You know? Like, what about if they make it to high school? What about if they go for getting a job? You know, it just, it exists. And you can't get past it by ignoring it. Or by saying, like, oh, just think about what is the, in, in Pursuit of Happiness, is that the Will Smith movie? Yeah, yeah. That's the Will Why Smith movie. Why are there movies yeah. about it? If it's not, like, particular or unique or a major challenge, that he overcame like there's so many movies about that because it's harder for them and that's just what it is and i had in the beginning of this i had a big argument with someone's family this is 2016 someone that i grew up with in queens and they were saying like basically that they didn't care um about trump and i was like well that's because you're not um you're not black you're not latin you're not gay like, you're all right. You're a white man in Queens with your house and your wife. You're okay. I'm like, that's literally the definition of privilege. <laughs> His family just went, went crazy. His family was like, he, he was raised by a single mother. He went through these challenges. I'm like, that's not what privilege means. Privilege doesn't mean that you didn't go through suffering. Privilege means that you do not see the pain in someone else's experience because you did not experience it and it does not directly affect you. That's it. So you could have been growing up. I grew up with a single mom too, but I still yeah. had more, more opportunities because I was a white woman. You know, to me, the, 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 the thing that's disconcerting the most about this issue that we're speaking of right now is that it makes me feel like, man, what were you thinking all these years back? Like, did yes. you always resent me? Like, was I your token Latino friend? You know, was I your token Afro-Latino friend? Yes. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, what, what was I? You know, what was it? Were you just placating me because you thought I was entertain, entertaining? I was the wacky Puerto Rican that you were hanging out with just to give you a little bit of edge and, and some cool points. Like, it makes you just think all these random things because, you know, there was extremities during this election season, which I was really shocked to see. Like, some of it even, it was just shocking, you know, because I'm not going to get hurt. Shocking. It is what it is. You know, pe people, I mean, I, you know, I've been done dirty so many times in life that it wasn't you know that it doesn't hurt me because I'm none to a lot of these experiences and I just keep it pushing and stay positive however it was just shocking to because it makes me feel like damn what were you thinking this whole time while we were growing up you know I mean it is what it is we're going to move on to the relationship aspects of your drawings because I know that you also drew uh you know you draw stuff and by the way your your brand is called Jenna made this uh why did you choose to call it that I think it's hilarious um, honestly, I, I think I was speaking to a friend about branding and like, just what makes sense. I think at the time that person wanted me to do wallpaper and fabrics and that kind of design. And we were trying to name it. And originally it was going to be Pearl and Bath. And that's my, um, my grandparents maiden name. And I just wanted, again, with the nostalgia, I just wanted to honor them a little bit. But then yeah. I felt like everything's a blank and blank. You know, it gets like mm -hmm. really kitschy. Um, 
yeah, I mean, it's like, it makes me think of steak. <laughs> because I feel like everything's Smith and Walensky. Yeah. You know, it's like everything's blank and blank. And I feel like it's almost like the Starbucks pumpkin latte. Like, it's too basic. One. Two, it doesn't tell you anything. You could see Pearl and Bass. I could do a cool logo for it. But what the hell am I selling? What am I doing? What am I about? It's not even about selling. I think that's the problem with marketing is like, it, I'm too emotional for marketing sometimes it's like no it needs to mean something too and like you just can't tell where i'm coming from with that kind of name so i was like well what are you doing and i just i just like that it's like jenna made this that could apply to a pattern it could apply to a portrait it could apply to anything really so then it doesn't you know lock me into anything also no, I love the name. I'll be honest with you. I, I really do. When I, you know, when I saw you, you know, finally start letting the world see your <laughs> brilliance, I was like, yo, this is hilarious. I got to talk to Jenna about this transformation. Now, um, you know, you, you drew your, your grandparents, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, I thought that was beautiful. And, uh, you know, could you explain the love that goes that goes into the artwork and what, what inspires you to do, to do these kind of things and to draw these kind of things? Well, for them, um, I just, I miss them, first of all. I also didn't get enough time with my grandfather. Um, I think I was about three or four when he died. But apparently, because my mom was a single mom also, he, I spent most of my, those first three years with him. So I've developed what they say, George Bass, like mannerisms. <laughs> because <laughs> those are my developmental years. So I like, like, we'll do this like an old Jewish man, <laughs> things yeah. like he would say things like blow it out your bazooka to people who honked at him. Like, <laughs> yeah. so sometimes I like have some of him with me, but yeah, I just, I just don't want to forget these people. I think that they're important. I try to find out tons about my ancestry too. And just, um, I just don't want to lose them. I don't want to lose our food. I don't want to lose our language and I don't want to lose these people and I can't really say where that comes from I was thinking about that before we even did this like I've been analyzing it myself and I don't I think I was born with nostalgia it was just there I can't explain it it matters to me I think people are important and the ones who are gone I don't want them to be lost it's that wow, simple and then, you, and, and then you know you just draw the hell out of them on, on, on portraits right now that's, that's yeah. so crazy man Wow. So who are some of your artistic heroes? Is there anybody that motivates you in particular, like a Basquiat or Van Gogh Frida. or Picasso? Frida's yeah, Frida. a badass. Okay. Okay. I mean, she, okay. she was just herself and stubborn as all hell till her very last day. And like, other than, I hate the fact that she's always associated with Diego Rivera because I feel like he was a, obviously a talented painter too, but she was real and raw. And I think she deserves to be acknowledged without the accompaniment of a man. <laughs> she yeah, was just, a... she was her own and she was awesome and stubborn and like did whatever she wanted. And her artwork is, it just shows all of her emotions. They're like painful and beautiful and have color and animals, which I love those things too. And fruit. <laughs> Yeah, I love food, food, animals, and yeah. color. So, <laughs> but I loved her self-portraits, and she wasn't ashamed. There's no shame in any of her portraits. Like even if she's experiencing, like her she her sister had an affair with Diego, her man, and like I think she did a portrait after that. And you don't 
see you see her pain. You don't see shame. She never shows shame, and I'm I just think that's cool. And you like to bring that raw authenticity to your artwork. I, I think so. I'm still figuring myself out, to be honest. I think I just the same. I'm collecting people yeah. and feelings and. I'd like to do more self-portraits because honestly, I mean, the one we spoke of, I think that might be my favorite one. Right before that, I did something funny where it was like me as a, like in a bubble bath. That was my quarantine. I had like a shower cap on and <laughs> that one was funny and that's great. But the, the other one meant so much more to me because what I was feeling, I don't cry a lot, really. Like, yeah. So the fact that I, I mean, it was hard and I thought, I'm sad now and I'm just fighting with these people for a couple of weeks. The people that I know that I'm trying to fight for have been dealing with this from day one. So how do they feel? And the moment I started crying was when I thought, I just don't understand how anyone else would be okay with someone else being sad. And that sounds simplistic, but that is really just how I feel. Well, now you bring that to your own way. I, I love the Nancy Pelosi hand clap, by the way. Oh, that was a good that one is, because I, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm like, man, like too. you're able to capture these moments. I'm like, that was crazy. Yeah. I'm definitely sassy. That, that's when you really, when you really caught my attention. I'm like, man, what? Okay, Jenna's really out here with this artwork. Hold up, like this is crazy. And then you pulled out the Bernie moment. Sanders, you know? This, the Nancy Pelosi moment. I was just like, the ripping the paper was good too. Yeah. But the that's how I could be pretty sassy and sarcastic, especially yeah. to people who deserve it. And <laughs> I mean, there is no one more deserving than that small man. So yeah. seeing her, like we were all feeling that we were like, "Good job, Donnie!" <laughs> like, just, <laughs> it made me so happy. So I had to save that. And then, yeah, Bernie. Bernie's just funny. He's like an old Jewish man, so I had to be yeah, like, Yeah, no, he's yeah. hilarious. I love him, man. He's funny <laughs> as hell, you know? <laughs> still, I still have more coming as far as, uh, you know, sociologically, but luckily I've I've been busy for Christmas, so I'm trying to bang out some portraits real, real bad. So expect more social justice, like, in January, I would say. <laughs> now... I- you know, does that uh, scare you, though, because, you you know, people are reaching out for your artwork and now you feel like, you know, you have to produce it? Because I know that's a big, di- you know, like a, a big dichotomy with, with artists, like, you know, doing things for the passion of art. And then, you know, when money gets involved, then, you know, things change and you kind of lose your motivation. You know, how do you how do you keep that motivation going? It's scary. I will say it does impact mm-hmm. me. I think I've always been that way, even in school, like. I was never somebody who studied two weeks before. I'd like sometimes even, you know, I would say the night before, but sometimes it was like the, on the way, (laughs) like before the test. And so I definitely work well under pressure, but it does impact it. Like I don't, I don't like not having enough time to make it everything I want it to be. And currently, yeah, I have, you know, I have one person that's close to me that wants five specific ones. And then I have a family of six in one photo and then I have somebody who is trying to make a children's book for their niece so it's you know eight pages there so like I think I want to do it so right for people it's definitely intimidating and now that I'm working too I'm not on the couch it's, it's definitely different but I have to get it done I want to make people happy 
That's fantastic. Now, how was Tennessee? Because I know, you know, you said you live, you know, you grew up in Brooklyn, but you said you now you out in Tennessee. Like, you know, has that affected your art in any way? Has it motivated you? You know, has it inspired you? You know, how, how, because that's, you know, mm-hmm. you're, those are two vastly different environments, if you, <laughs> to say the least. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am a fish out of water. I do not, yeah. yeah. It's, it's been tough, but luckily, I've definitely found some core people that are that are awesome, and I've drawn some of them. Actually, that's how this all started. Was it was quarantine queens, and I just drew some of the women that I've met here that I connected with, um, and that inspired me. Now that I think back, the people that I started drawing for quarantine queens, they got me started on this again, or get back got back into art. Um, but Tennessee is tough. You know, I'm used to, we're watching Amazing Race right now, me and Nate, and uh, we started like right back at season one, and there's these two guys on there that are New Yorkers, and I'm just like so happy just to hear people talk like that, and like the way that they yell and everything, I think other people in different states think that we're aggressive or like rude, and it's not that, it's like, it's about time and efficiency, and we're loud. You know, and I miss that energy because that's who I am. And it, it, it's not really appreciated here, I would say. And it's definitely my bluntness and my no filter is definitely not appreciated either. I've found people who do appreciate it, but I would say majority, it's been pretty tough connecting with people. And I'm also somebody that doesn't really want to change myself for to fit in. I've never been that way. I like who I am. If I'm hurting somebody's feelings, that's different. But yeah, I am who I am. You know, if they don't walk here, everyone thinks when they see me walking that I'm either a, a whore <laughs> or I'm a drug addict. So <laughs> they're like, "Is she okay? She looks too too well dressed, but something's wrong there." <laughs> I like walk in rich people's water ditches just to get to the coffee shop. Um, but yeah, other than walking and there's just not enough. If you go out here, there are not enough people in different cultures. So when I go home and I still stay home, I feel bad about that sometimes. But when I go home to New York and I get out of the hi Murray. Hey, that's Murray, everybody. Um, Hello, Murray. <laughs> Welcome to I'm, the Angel of Words podcast, you know. <laughs> <laughs> when I get out of the subway or when I get out of the taxi and I hear everybody, I am so happy. When I hear everybody's languages, and like I go on, you would think I was in an eating challenge with when I get home, I just like try to crush as much food as possible. Yeah. But yeah, I just miss that. And I think that when you have subways, for example, or walking, there are so many more opportunities to connect. And even if it's like connecting without talking, that's the thing about New York. It's like you're, I could walk, I used to walk everywhere and you could walk alone but you're not alone and it's like there's this energy where everybody connects and you're all there together and you don't have them in the place where everybody's driving their driving their teslas <laughs> it's just not oh, the man, same that's thing crazy. yeah no it's a lot not. of teslas i count them i'm like really how much money do you have what do you do <laughs> now now you know you, you you speak about that energy right like it, it, it do you see yourself doing like an era of jenna made this of just new york pieces Oh, yeah. I mean, 
I thought about that. Somebody kind of beat me to it. I was going to do like all the people of the places um, that I miss um, related to food, like the the current owner, the daughter or the granddaughter at um, Brussels and Daughters. She's I don't know if you've been there recently, but well, I mean, that's isn't that like a like a like a place you buy like sausages and stuff like a delicatessen? Russ and Daughters sounds familiar. You better guess for Russ and Daughters, mister. <laughs> it's Jewish food. It's like it's Yeah, uh, I mean that's near cats, am I bugging? Exactly, that's it. Yeah, yeah. like right up the so block. They have, yeah. They have like a marketplace that's been there forever where you can get like smoked fish and latkes yeah. and borscht and all that and dried fruit. Um my grandfather and my great grandfather were going there in like the early nineteen hundreds. So that place is awesome. Then they also opened a restaurant that's on orchard like a little bit down the ways and you can like sit down and eat it's designed really cool but the granddaughter runs that now i think she's the granddaughter and like i'd like to do like a portrait of her and like honor russian daughters and you know all the other places that i love that's food related and but then i was walking through downtown brooklyn last time and there was a green you know like the green not scaffolding but the walls that cover construction yeah so they had, I don't, I can't remember his name now, but there was portraits of like the guys from Sahadis who's um, there. They have like spices and like this mostly like Islamic food. So they are someone who beat me to it. You know, I feel a little funny about it now. <laughs> oh, man. And they're beautiful. I love them. I'm like, damn. You got yeah, but there there's first. like a gazillion places in New York, Jenna. You could draw. Sure. I'm and sure I don't you have more than like five night good places that you like. What? Oh, yeah, for sure. I still want to get the people that I worked with too. I think there's something about that. It's like, I think I got, it's not necessarily an underdog thing, but it's like the people who aren't being seen already, you know, other than the social justice stuff. It's like, mm. yeah, that, that one bus boy I worked with or like Jimmy Lottagano. Yeah. Like, yeah. Although he's, I mean, come he's on. pretty popular. <laughs> but, no, he's extremely popular. I'm sure there's been more <laughs> than one person that's drawn him over the course of time. But sure. we got to bring him back into the forefront. You know what I mean? That's, exactly. That's where the nostalgia comes in. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I think there are so many people that deserve to be seen that I'd like to just throw out there and, yeah, highlight them. Give them a, a little bit of an applause. I mean, I think they deserve it. I think they deserve it. I mean, your, your art is encompassing all that. I mean, maybe you could do an Arturo. Well, Jenna and I used to work at Arturo's, which is the one of the more popular restaurants, uh, pizzerias in New York City. And that, I mean, that place is full so of characters, man. But, you know, I'm a celiac. And for those who don't know what that is, basically, you can't eat any wheat or gluten or flour and, like, I'm the serious kind where if I keep eating it, I'll get lymphoma and die. And I didn't know at the time, and I was crushing pizza for family oh. meal. I mean, I'll be honest. Day. I learned I learned about gluten from you. That's the first time I've ever heard of that. <laughs> I was <laughs> suffering. I was in so much pain, but I was like, ah. Yeah, oh. I remember, actually. <laughs> yeah. <wrong>. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, remember that's I hilarious. Stop? But then it was like, yeah. okay, I'll, I won't eat the pizza. I'll eat the pasta. Or I won't eat the pasta, I'll eat the garlic bread. Like, it was just always... Then I just started living on pepperoncinis. (laughs) No, I I I remember that vividly, yeah. The gluten wave. But man, that pizza's good. Gotta go eat that pizza if you're not a celiac. They should bust out a gluten-free pizza so I can come back. (laughs) 
<laughs> now, the, the materials that you're using, Jenna, are you buying them at the local uh, the local places in Tennessee? You're getting them imported from Amazon? Like, you know, I've been doing Amazon? everything digitally. Other than that, okay. I use Blick, Blick Art. Um, they have okay. a spot in Brooklyn. They used to have a spot in like off of Canal Street, but I think that they closed. But yeah, I have, that's what I'm talking about. I've been living here three years and the materials I have are from New York. That's how much of a, a hoarder I was. I was like, I'm scared to use them because <laughs> they'll never, they'll, I won't get another one or I don't know. I don't know where that came from, but the digital art has definitely helped that. <laughs> okay. All right. So that must make production a little bit faster, I guess, for you. Yes. Okay. Much. Because I'm like, I don't know how you're going to pump out all these pieces, but okay. All right. I, I didn't know that, you know, working off that, the, I, uh, the iPad, I guess, right? It's, it's, I'm doing it, away. like, even on my lunch break at work, I'm bringing okay. my iPad with me just to crush a little bit at a time for this, because I want people to have it by Christmas. Okay. Now, how do we how do we get your artwork, Jenna? Like, you know, uh, how, how is it on sale right now? Like, how can we achieve? Uh, so, you can buy a print of it anything I've drawn, but I, you can find me on Instagram and it's underscore Jenna made this. Um, okay. And if you ever need a portrait or, and it doesn't have to be a portrait of a family member. If there's somebody you like, you want, who do you have back there? You got Bob Marley, Marilyn, Barack. You got, Oh, you Muhammad even got the Ali. Beatles. Yeah. Oh, oh, I love Muhammad Ali is coming. Cause he's been my idol since yeah. I was little. I love Muhammad Ali. He is so badass because he was outspoken, no filter, fighting for what's right, no matter what, at a time where it was not safe for him to do so. Yeah. That's and he fact. did it. And he did it. No. I love that. What he said about not going to Vietnam War, I especially love. But, yeah, I wrote my like my first book report. I think it was, like, sixth grade on him. I've loved him. but So he's coming. But let's say you have somebody that you care about other than Muhammad Ali. And yeah. You want me to draw it, you just direct message me on Instagram and I, you know, I'll ask you a couple of questions. Sometimes if it's a personal portrait, I'll try and get to know people like, let's say it's for your mom. I'll ask what her favorite colors are or like just what her favorites are in general because it might inspire a background if you wanted a, a more patterned background. Um, and then I do edit. I always send, you know, and say like, does this look, is this something you're happy with? Because sometimes oh, wow, you need okay. to make a few tweaks, you know? Um, you, like I said, the eye color thing is a big one. Like someone will say they have hazel eyes, but it's not really hazel. So you'll have to adjust. Or maybe they don't like a color background I chose. Sometimes it's tough because, like, I feel like I like to put together as an artist. I like to put together the colors that I like to put together. But then, if someone wants to change it, then they change it. Especially if it's a gift. Um, oh, wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. So you're Anything. really looking out for the consumer. You want to know about them so that you can really make a vivid portrait and make, you know, make them feel it as well as see it. I appreciate yep. that. Exactly. You I know. just did one that was cool. Somebody's opening a restaurant in Michigan and I used to work with them and they are naming the restaurant after their grandmother and they did the logo for it and they want, they wanted like a regal size portrait of their grandmother. So I just did that. And like, I did a couple of options that I love. And I did, you know, I had to do a lot of renditions for that one. And it was a lot more work than I intended. And I definitely had more drawings that I needed to get started because of the, you know, the holiday deadline. But I still like I was never going to not do that because I want them to feel that way when they walk into their restaurant and see that portrait. And if they don't feel it, what if they see it? And it's like that one thing's irking me. That's not what yeah. I want. Yeah. 
Well, you know, since you said you, you have a famous quote that I that you like to use that I have, you should put that next to my face, and I'll we'll, we'll discuss. Oh, it's, uh, it's, it's what's the quote? Happen. I'm curious to know. I'm not telling you now. <laughs> All right, I bet. <laughs> no, because you know Who what knows we're gonna if do. It's even safe. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> well, I want to put it up in the studio because I'm remodeling for season two, so definitely. Oh, you know, nice. We'll, we'll, yeah, so yeah. this is gonna be. This is all I gonna got change you. Don't back worry. here. I'll take all right. care of it. Well, you know, Miss <laughs> Robinson, we, we've reached a point in the podcast where we're gonna play five words with Angel. I don't know this game. <laughs> well, Miss Robinson, on five words with Angel, I'm gonna give you a word or a phrase. You're gonna give me a word or a phrase that comes to your head. The first thought. All right. Oh God. Are no you ready? Oh. Here we go. The first word is Tennessee. I think of people at Madame X immediately. (laughs) (laughs) For the people who don't know what that is, Madame X is our after work bar. (laughs) Oh, yeah, man. Legendary, legendary. Still open, too, during the pandemic, believe it or not. Wow, Um, good for them. Yeah, no, they stayed afloat. Uh, The second word is blank canvas phrase. Blank canvas. Mm -hmm. Opportunity. Nice. Okay, that's a fact. The third word is country music. Oh, that's my <laughs> word. Can you spell that out? <laughs> I'm telling you, I can't even picture you in Tennessee. I think it must be a riot, man. I wish <gasps> I was a fly on the wall in the places that you go where you're. It's tough. The only thing I've adapted to is the is the hats. I do like the hats, but other right, than that, no. Now nah. nah, the hats are dope. <laughs> Um, the fourth word is your favorite artist, which is Frida Kahlo. There you go. All right. Now the fifth word is the curveball. The fifth word is Arturo's Pizza. Ria. Oh man, love. <laughs> <laughs> I think that because I loved all of us. That was such. I don't know. It was just such a great time in my 20s. Like, it's a family no matter what. Even if you haven't seen yeah. people, I feel like I still love those people. I still love Yeah, it's like will, a chapter like, in the book, you know? Yeah, and I wonder how everyone's doing all the time. You know, like, even Jimmy, other Jimmy. Oh, yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy Young. Yeah. Where is Shout Jimmy out to Young? Jimmy Young. Like, you know. how's he doing? <laughs> I, I thought about Jonathan the other day. I almost said too silly as my first word because. And I still don't know why. I asked him, like, last week, does he know why, where Fusilli and Chupacabra came from? That's apparently what we called each other. Still have no idea. But, yeah, that was a special time with great people. Now, Jenna, could you please, um, you know, before we end the podcast, could you... uh... Give a message out to people that may want to get artistic because, you know, you started, you know, you like you said yourself, you started a little later than you anticipated on this journey with your brand and your artwork. Like, could you let people know, you know, any young kid or any person in their, you know, late 20s, early 30s or even their 60s and 70s that may want to, you know, start something of this nature? Just do it. It's just just do it because I had such a mental block and it was so unnecessary. And, you know, I went to a it was kind of like a craft market down here one time. And I saw so much artwork and I was like, that's similar to the style that I do. And they're fine. They're not stressing. This seems easy. Like, what do you, don't be scared. Just do it. Just make it. If it feels good. I mean, that's, it sounds cliche, but you know, everyone talks about you should do the thing where you kind of get lost in doing it. 
And like, other than dancing to salsa in my underwear at home, that doesn't really make me much money. (laughs) I I like getting lost in art. And I was like, you have to do it. You just have to do it. And I think restaurant, you know, your job, for me, it was restaurant management. It would take hours of my life. And like, I wasn't giving anything back to myself. And if drawing is something that you enjoy, and something that you can lose yourself in, you have to give back to yourself. Even if you just start with like, hey, one thing a week, just do it for you. Well, that's a beautiful message. And I'll be honest with you, you know, I appreciate the fact that you were so candid on the podcast today because I don't have you know, it any other way. I can't help yeah, it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. And, you know, it, you know, it's great because, you know, I, I, I honestly it's something I, that I that I thought about when I saw your artwork, you know, how how outspoken you've always been and you know when these crazy things have been happening during the pandemic in the last two years like I'm like man I just like you know first of all you know I'm starting the podcast so I'm like yo now I gotta start like talking about this you know what I mean now you know and I gotta get and I gotta get people from all over the place because like you said we I grew up in a place where like my friends were from all over the place like you know what I mean yeah I've come across so many people and connected. You know, I really, I really thank you for being so candid because sometimes I think I'm bugging, but maybe, you know, maybe I'm not. That's what I want to say. I'm thankful for it because then no matter, it's like we can talk about it and we can, and I can hear you talking about it with others and, and it makes me feel better. Like, and I'm in Nashville or in Tennessee, I'm in a red state and I can feel less crazy if I, so thank you. And I keep complaining about people not using their platforms. You know, and you've created a platform and you're using it. So, yeah, I want to create yeah. unity. You know, I mean, even if, you know, you're 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 you're, you're, you're a, a, an extreme right winger, like, you know, come on here and talk about why you feel the way you feel. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it is what it yeah. is. I invite everybody because if we don't talk about, you know, what's on our minds and, you know, and we don't try to connect with one another, we're going to have a lot of issues moving forward. And, I, you know, this I feel like this foolishness needs to stop. It's obvious that we're always going to have a d- difference of opinions. And, you know, not everybody thinks the same. But at the end of the day, we're all citizens of this country and we got to find a way to help each we other up find and it. break each other yep. down you feel me i agree well miss robinson it was a pleasure to have you on the podcast uh we will be uh, you know i will be in touch about the uh the the portrait and you know the the famous quote that you like to use that i said i'm very <laughs> curious to know what this was um and thank you uh you know for bringing that beautiful art to life and i wish you the best with jenna made this and i look forward to big big and you know just big things coming from you uh moving forward two things thank you for having me three things thank you for doing what you do Third thing, does anyone want to buy a book work? I love you. Robinson, always full of humor. Pleasure. Talk to you later, girl. (laughs) Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed my interview today with the founder of Jenna Made This, Miss Jenna Robinson, letting us know where we can find her artwork and keeping it real about her struggle to become an artist. Now, you know where to find us if you want to see us on YouTube, Angel of Words ENT. You can follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to leave a donation to the Angel of Words podcast, it's Cash App AOWENT. And if you want to know what I'm up to on my social media, it is Angel of Words ENT. Thank you for tuning in, everyone. Talk to you later.